You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Becky L Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you, kicking off our number three, and we uh, will get to Comeback Player of the Year in just a bit. But first, uh, you know, Aaron, we haven't had a chance to ask you how your New Year's uh, turned out. How how was your weekend? How did you enjoy life? Uh, I've had better New Year's. Um, maybe uh, our guest can relate because I think he has a, a young child too, but I'm going through the potty training pot process, which I'm sure no one wants mm. to hear about. And it is a struggle <laughs> at the moment. Struggle's real. <laughs> Struggle's real. Oh, about you, Michael Felder. Like You're through those days, right? Yeah, we. I, I got a five year old, so she's good. We're 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 good to go. Yeah. Um, but no, what is your? I want to know, Aaron. What's your what's your method? What method are you using? A lot of I yelling. The, uh, I can tell you. <laughs> a lot of spanking. A lot of yelling. A lot of swearing. No, paddle. Uh, we did paddle. Oh no. <laughs> we did the naked. Yeah. We did the naked. Uh, three day naked approach, and yes, first yes, day was that. great, and. Then, <laughs> And then some regression. Talking about potty in, training. So. Yeah. No, I um, oh. we did we did the we did the naked method as well, and um, just like trying to like slide the potty in there, like when it's happening. And yes. Like just get get it going, and the good thing is, it was she. We potty trained her. I think it was summertime in Chicago, so we were like, oh, just go out on the deck. I don't care what you do out there. Like, just <laughs> I don't care. Like, I got a hose. Here, yeah. Yeah, if we had been in Charlotte, if we had been in Charlotte, I, it would have been also fun. You just go outside, be naked outside, and like the potty's here. But that, but that, that's, that's a great really well. idea. She, she's been potty trained. Um, she's been potty trained since she was two years old, I guess. And that we haven't had, we have had no accidents, but I will tell you this having a little one on the holidays, her entire class got sick, and they didn't get sick during school year, they got okay. sick right when they came home for break and so every oh. we talked to every parent every parent in class and they were like oh yeah my kid has a fever and my kid is also not yep. eating and i was like this is so bad so yeah no i am i look, you know what I'm, I'm excited she goes back to school tomorrow and even though that means i don't get to sleep until like 8 30 it does mean i have to get up at six in the morning and make sure i got breakfast ready to rock and roll it also means that she's gone my wife's gone i'm home alone i'm rocking stuff out i'm sorry i missed the early spot because I don't know what day it is. Yeah, they I know, right? They haven't, do I. they haven't gone to work, and they uh, haven't gone. They haven't gone to school. So yeah, I'm excited. But we had two very different games last night, right? Hmm. Yeah, we certainly did. Let's go ahead and uh, jump right on yeah. in there. And uh, you mentioned sleep, so let me ask you this: uh, when watching the Sugar Bowl <laughs> between Washington and Texas, how much sleep <laughs> did you get after that insane finish? I thought I didn't finish the game. I thought I fell asleep during the game. And what I realized is I fell asleep during the post game. 
because I got up this morning. I was like, I got to oh. finish watching this game. And so I'm finishing watching the game, and I was like, oh, yeah, and this guy makes a play, and then 25 does bats the ball away. And I was like, I did watch this. I watched all of this. But I sat down after the game. I don't sit down while the game's going on. So I sat down as soon as the game ended, like when it hit zeros. I didn't even watch the trophy. I didn't watch any of that. Sat down as soon as the game ended, and I just was zonked out. But, I mean, goodness gracious, that was – I mean, the amount of incompletions and reviews and then – injury and and all it was it took a long time yeah i fell asleep at some point during the review and then i i popped up i'm like wait did i miss it did i miss it and then no i'm like oh nothing's happened i think i zonked out for five minutes and and nothing happened in this game uh yeah so washington ends up winning it you know it's tough like you could look at last night and say man Penix is going to keep them in any game right and in yeah. the championship and now the point spreads four and a half against Michigan and I think that's mm-hmm. a fair argument but I I could also sit here and say how much do you trust the coaching staff with the way that was mishandled at the very end it was like they were right. trying to give it to Texas in, in multiple ways in that game and and also Michael how do you look at Washington where you want to give them all the credit in the world nobody picked them to be here but they're just barely getting by. It's five straight one possession wins. Just how, how do you, what, what are some of your takeaways from the Huskies and what they did? The big thing when I, when I've, when I've written or talked about Washington, they are timely. This team, they play timely defense. And yes, last night I thought was mishandled a little bit, but at the end of the day, their defense showed up. And that's something that we've mm-hmm. seen all season long. It's something that I feel like you can count on at this point, at this stage in the game, you can count on that defense to show up, whether it's pressure to force an incompletion, pressure to get a sack, or it's a defensive back making an amazing play with one second to go. And I love the way that he did it because he, as a defensive back, the one thing you don't want to do in that situation is commit pass interference. And I love the way it's, you know how in basketball, you tell your big man to just go straight up. He Mm -hmm. literally, he jumped a little backwards to make sure there was no body contact and then swiped that ball away all it was it was all ball as they say and it just it, it was a great play so for me i trust them i think it's going to be interesting styles make fights is like you know the cliche saying but at the end of the day i, I do think that this is one of those things um i'm sure you guys have all heard this and i was talking to one of, a buddy of mine uh who's a teacher but also does sideline for ucla and, and i said i know you've heard this because i know my mom's my mom's a teacher she said it a million times ago. she goes don't argue with fools because they'll, they'll drag you down to their level, and they'll beat you with experience. And that's what Michigan did. They made Alabama play a, gang of, a, a game of football that they were just like, what is this? This is gross. And then you go back and you look at what they did against Rutgers, Iowa, Purdue, Penn State. This is the game that Michigan always wanted to play. And they were able to dictate the, all, they were able to dictate all this. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do that against Washington. You've been high on Washington since just like two, three weeks into the season. You came on the show and said, I think the Huskies have the best offense in the country. And here we are. Michael Penix didn't seem to be bothered by the pass rush. We all know about the elite receivers they have. How do you think this Huskies offense will stack up against Michigan's defense looking ahead to the title game? It's all about time. If you give him time or he can buy time, and we saw him run more last night, and we've seen him run all season. If he can buy time, you are in trouble. If he has time, you're in trouble. This guy 
is a nightmare in terms of what he's able to do. Um, he's a lefty. Defenses are not built to play against left-handed players. The scariest part, and I was just, again, I was talking to folks in football about it, when he roll, he's he's better rolling to his right than rolling to his left. Traditional thinking is you roll to your dominant hand. But when you roll to your dominant hand, and I say this as a defensive guy, when someone rolls to their dominant hand, all you do is close down. You close down because they're not going to throw the ball back inside. But when he rolls to his right, he's and you think about the mechanics of throwing, he could stick his right foot, which is the foot that has to be out in front. He could stick that right foot in the ground, and then he can throw the ball still to the hash. He could throw it to the to the post. He could still throw it to the sideline. He could still throw it short. And I think that's one of the things that makes it really hard because people don't know how to play with a guy like this. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this shakes itself out. Obviously, less time than they had to prepare for the semifinals, but I'm sure every single one of these teams has a staff that's been grinding the tape for what's to come. I want to ask you a quick question about player props here. Is there a player yes. you want to back who maybe we're not going to be talking about enough between now and Monday? See, I don't know if you get player props for a guy like Mike Sadler still, but that's someone that I, if there's anything out there, I whatever it is, take it. He's he's a, He was the best player in the game, in the Alabama-Michigan game. He was absolutely all over the field. And if it's like one interception, well, I don't know what they, I don't know what, what it is. Give me, give me the top player props that you've seen. Give them to me. Okay, uh, receiving props, uh, Jalen McMillan, 66 and a half yards, uh, Romeo Dunze, Take 95 it. and a half, Jalen Polk, 55 and Take a half it. for Michigan, Roman Wilson, Loveland. What do you think? Give me Loveland. Give me Loveland for sure. And then give me the two top okay. guys for, for, for Washington. Those guys, what do you what do you think? You think Michael Penix isn't going to throw for over 300 yards? And if he does, if he throws yeah. for 300 yards, someone's going to go over 100. And if that someone's McMillan, then you clearly win. If that's someone's a doomsday, then you also win. So for me, I just I don't think Michigan's gonna be able to shut them down. I don't think they're gonna be able to wrestle them to the ground and make them play this style of football because they're not interested in doing it. Like I think Alabama walked into that game thinking, okay, we'll do what they if that's what they want to do, we'll do that and we'll be able to run the football and we'll be able to do that. But the center problems at Michigan, or excuse me, at Alabama against Michigan, that was a nightmare that I don't think they were prepared for, and that really set them back. And so they weren't able to even get in, to establish anything in the group. It was uh, almost a really bad start, and people were like, uh-oh, here we go, J.J. McCarthy. Almost an interception, yep. but the foot is out of bounds. It's not an interception. He ends up having a terrific game, three touchdown passes. Uh, could they play from behind? That was asked all year long. Well, minute and a half left. They're down by a touchdown. They end up winning the game in OT. How much do you trust J.J. McCarthy? He's I, look, I, look, newsletter goes out today, and here's what I wrote. How am I supposed to feel? J.J. McCarthy was fine. Like mm-hmm. His best play was a tip ball that if it went how he was going to throw it, it would have been a pick six. So it's, he's fine. He's, he's fine. He did what he was supposed to do. And, like, I mean, if he puts up that performance against Washington – He's going to have to have – the defense is going to have to do everything. And that's the part that's going to be interesting because you look at – like he he didn't – I don't think he had a better game than Quinn Ewers had. And so it's obviously different competition, but it's, so it's going to be really interesting to see how this shakes itself out. Who – again, styles make fights. Who gets to dictate what they do is going to be the most important element of this national championship game. Michael Felder, thank you so much for dropping by. We really appreciate it. Dude, you guys are always great. Thank you so much. And listen, look, I'm looking forward to Monday.
us too us yeah too. man can't it's, wait. it's yeah it's gonna be awesome good good stuff yeah man. for sure uh, again folks it. make sure to follow uh felder at in the bleachers and make sure to re- read his work on his Substack. it's felder so michael thank you again so much interesting idea here that we could have a higher scoring game with a total of 55 and a half and joe i wanted to ask you about this idea of styles making fights because we watched that rose bowl and we're like wow michigan wants to continue to play that physical brand of football but i do wonder against washington if you can do that if say michael Penix is resorting to quick throws or bootlegs or things like that yeah i mean i that that was my gut reaction that, that we're getting a shorter total than what we saw in the late game last night for obvious reasons, but you know Michigan could score on you a little bit, and yeah, I I could see that. Like how can I don't do we have team totals yet? I don't think we do, but you can kind of figure it out where we're at. Um, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, I, like typically in championship games, I would say a lot of the times the numbers are inflated as far as the total. It depends on the what kind of matchup you have, but I end up looking to the under and you have these slow starts and it's, it's a totally different feel in these playoffs. And it's going to even be even more. So once we get to the championship game on Monday, um, I usually lean to the under, but yeah, I I'm with Penix in, in his high level of play. I, I Washington's going to get theirs. Does anybody believe that it's going to be a, a Michigan stomp where they shut everything down Washington? Like, I'm not there. I could see it being a slower start, kind of like how we saw in the Rose Bowl. You know, teams seem a little jittery, maybe come out the gates a little nervous, something like that. Teams trying to feel each other out. I would lean under here as an early look as well. Okay. I actually can imagine a path where Michigan just stomps them and gets out physical or gets physical and Washington just cannot match it. And Penix is running for his life the whole time. Like I can see that happening, but I don't know if I want to pull the trigger on that possibility. Maybe there are other ways where I can back that option, whether it's say a rushing, like a Blake Corum uh, rushing prop maybe that's a safer way to do it because if Michigan does win it running away then he's definitely gonna have a lot of yards you know first touchdown something like that I feel like I want to have a path for that to happen but not the obvious one where I'm backing the Wolverines minus four and a half right and you know if you're playing the total like that happened last year and the over still hits because Georgia was so dominant because they put so much on Mm -hmm. the scoreboard um so there's that path you know when Bama smoked Ohio State a few years ago that overhits too you know same thing with LSU against Clemson um overhits why because you had so much scoring I there's also like a yes they could destroy them but I keep going back to the over being in play in a lot of different ways does anybody have a strong lean on the side does anybody want to bet Washington See, this is what I don't know. Do you think the number is going to get shorter? Like, should I wait if I want to bet Washington? Because if not, I should just bet it now if I'm going to back Washington. It was already moving in Michigan's direction when it opened at four. I think it will continue to go in that direction. I I think we're likely to see five, five and a half than the number getting shorter. So I would act now while supply. Yeah. That's what it, I'm I thought it was at six and a half before Washington even played a snap last night. The look wow. ahead was six and a half. 
The yeah. look ahead was six okay. and a half. Okay. Yeah. We might get yeah, there. Please. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, what we've all been waiting for, us individually. Comeback Player of the Year. Let's go right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Are you ready for the most interactive sports gambling show? Introducing BetQL Send It In with PJ Glasser. We want to hear from you. Send It In is about your picks, your trends, and your fades. Share your thoughts, predictions, and your best daily best bets with the Send It In community. Set your reminders, mark your calendars, and get ready to send it in on weekday afternoons at 1 Eastern on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. On your home for wagertainment, the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Actually, I agree with everything you're saying because you're muted. Because I have a feeling you're going to make a case okay. for someone other than Demar Hamlin. So this is actually great. No, uh, I'm not making a saying. case for anyway. I'm not making a case for anyone. I think I think the bets have been made in this market. I'm not looking at it and saying that there's value on anywhere. Um, Hamlin one thirty or Flacco at even money. They've each played five games. And Flacco, we assume he's not going to play the last game, so he's going to be stuck on five. Hamlin, he's going to play in his sixth game. How much is he actually going to play? 17 snaps. I'm, I'm not counting special teams. I'm talking about 17 snaps that he's played. Now, he's played 94 on special teams. 65% of the time he's out there on special teams. But it's more about the story there. You know, Flacco, what's not talked about is eight interceptions in limited play. I mean, that's also pretty interesting. This award always gets a quarterback. and it's, it's hap- Even with a guy that died on the field. It's it's happening, and we're just rotating on which quarterback we end up talking about on a week-to-week basis. Some are bringing up Baker not getting enough respect. I understand what they're saying. I wouldn't vote for Baker, but I get their point overall. Uh, the Flacco story is just maybe too much. A guy that was out of the league coming in and, and, and the way that he's played, he's been their best quarterback that they've had all year, and it's not even close, and they're a dangerous team when we get to the playoffs. So a lot of writers are eating up that story there. Um, would not make a bet. I don't know what's going to happen. So I think this is priced correctly. I, re- I really don't know. Go ahead, Paul. What do you think? Yep, no, I was, I was expecting, I was expecting to feel worse. And even this morning, the price is moving in Hamlin's direction. Like we've got a small move, but like was down at one thir- minus one thirty. Now back up to minus one forty at places where it had come down. I was expecting Flacco to be the favorite at this point after Demar was inactive again. Really? And after after Thursday, like Flacco has another big game, and then so I, I under it was basically this price heading into the weekend. I thought it was going to flip after Demar wasn't active again, or at least be a pick Um So as far as someone who has a pretty big position on Hamlin, like I'm pretty comfortable, especially knowing that Flacco is not going to play. Like, could it go either way? Absolutely. I thought I was going to feel a lot worse this week. And then like, look, Flacco, yes, he is. 
it's great. There's also a Matt Schaub element to what he's doing with these pick sixes. And then Baker, I mean, I, when the game was all, like when the game was de- determined last week in the first half, uh, and he was five for five for ten for forty three yards. Like, yeah, and he, he could have won the division a, last week. You could have ended it, and they right. didn't. It was an awful, just awful. Yeah. So I like, and then as far as process wise. Like, I think we could do a pretty good job as a network, at least, of, like, being like, hey, you can take a piece of this guy. Like, getting in at good price points. And with this, yeah. I looked at Flacco when, you know, I know Jake and other people were on him at, like, 30 to 1 and better numbers than that. I looked at it as a hedge, I guess, or another, you know, find another piece of it. And I, I mean, it was 30 to 1 for that full week, and I decided not to place the bet. I just, you know, I have conviction in Maybe that was stupid, but then you get into a situation where if Baker goes nuts this weekend, then you're holding. There's people out there that are holding like five True. different comeback player of the year tickets, and they're not holding Flacco. And if like you can get stuck <laughs> in that too, so like I, I just you know sometimes George. you you're yeah, and like that's not a knock on his process. It's just like you can twist yourself into knots and be like, okay, I've got all these players, and then not have the guy that wins. So like I just decided to stick with him. Here's your path to a loss, okay? And I'm not even talking about this weekend. It has nothing to do with this weekend. It's on the votes and how this is handled. Let's not forget, it is a different process now. And for comeback, it's a top three. Your your path to a loss is someone comes, let's say a handful of voters come in, and Hamlin is not on their ticket at all. They go with three quarterbacks, and in some order – it's Flacco, Baker, Stafford. And if there are too many cards where Hamlin gets zero points, that's how you lose. If that's the path to a loss, I'm pretty comfortable. Someone's leaving okay. him off completely. Someone yeah. is leaving him off completely. Okay. Uh, like if that's you, then all right. Okay. Then I then I then I bet this and you know, completely wrong. And look, this was not I was not one of the, he plays a snap, it's over, beginning of the season sort of thing. Like, I got in mid-season. Yeah, I, know. I know. Like, And I said on this show, I think he has to play on defense. Now, he did, and it hasn't been a, a little. ton of defensive snaps, but he has. And, again, part of it also was no one was really making that. No one was doing the Flacco thing in the middle of the season. Like, the rusting. If the rusting is the Flacco thing, it's over, and it's going okay. elsewhere. Aaron, Aaron Schott said this, and I want to see if you yeah. agree. He's a voter, okay? So sure, that's something. He yep. said for comeback, um, this isn't recently. This goes back a month or two. But he said for the whole Hamlin thing with comeback, since it's top three, he thinks voters are all in on Hamlin. Number one vote, he's going to be get my first place vote. Or they're all the way out on the idea of Hamlin. Do you agree with that? That it's going to be first place, in, or there's going to be some people that leave them off, like I just mentioned. So, I mean, look, Aaron's a voter. He's been on the show. Like, I res- like he, he, it would seem like he would know. So, like, I absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely respect that. Um, I, would, I would not have thought that. But if a voter is saying he thinks that how, that's how other voters are going to go about it, then I guess that's a real possibility. And that goes back to that's the path to a loss. I I'm just, not putting Stafford ahead of Hamlin. I'm not. Right? How is he completely left off? I guess that's my question. 
I guess because you think he he fits the criteria or you don't if if voters have a specific criteria in their head and they think it is for example a quarterback's award or he doesn't hamblin doesn't fit it for this reason then maybe that would just be like okay this is the the um you know path i'm sticking to you know this is the for me this is the way i'm going i think that would just be it right they're i i think shots is on to something not just because okay. I, I respect the fact that he is a voter, but also this idea that if Hamlin just hasn't played enough, then that's more of a disqualifying thing. That is my word for all of this. Is right. If Hamlin isn't playing enough, that's disqualifying for any kind of consideration whatsoever. Because what are you going to look at if you're focusing on his playing time? There, There's really little to go on. It's more of a hashtag narrative kind of award. And either what he did coming back from death uh, is impressive enough and he is actually out there in any capacity, either that's going to sway you or it's not going to do anything for you whatsoever and you're making this a quarterback award. So I think that process is very sound. I agree. This is fascinating. I used to think that Hamlin was running away with this, but now I think like even when Alex Smith won it, like – he played more. He did more. And mm-hmm. Hamlin really hasn't done anything. Well, that's Smith and, played and it, eight uh, games that year. Eight games. Right. Flacco won't and, even get to six. Yeah. But, and you know what? Hamlin will. I think. Mm-hmm. Is he inactive again on Sunday? He, if not, probably. They're both going to get to five games. And there's a difference being a special teamer and a starting quarterback and being the biggest reason that your team wins. That's the scary thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, what do you guys, you guys, I mean, let's, what do, what do I neither think? was playing this weekend. Uh, we've got the tail of the mm-hmm. tape. So let's go around the horn. What do you guys think? Uh, all right. I'm going to say, is it, is this our vote or what we think happens? What you think what we think happens. happens. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hamlin. You don't, you don't have to play nice. Just, I could take it. No, I'm not playing nice. Hey, you know I'm not. I'd rather not yeah. play nice, but yeah, <laughs> no, I'll say him. I'm going to say <laughs> Flacco because I think the NFL, being the PR machine that they are, will create an award, something special for a Hamlin. Um, but I just don't think he's done enough in terms of playing on the field to win the award. Let me answer a question with a question. Since the Browns can't improve seating, does Joe Flacco right. play? Is that no, the no. possibility where no, he's Flacco's not out not there? Playing. Joe does not, not play, play this week. I'm assuming he's okay. not playing. Let's also just assume, like, I thought Micah Hyde, there was, like, talk of him maybe heading to IR. That's not happening. So, it looks like so – You I know, Garrett's Lamar's probably not playing. playing. Mm-hmm. You're talking about defensive player. Uh, yeah. Matters. You, you can't play Flacco. You cannot right. play. Yeah. Yeah. DeMar and Hamlin – Sorry. Yeah, DeMar and Flacco both not playing. Let's assume that. Oh, what? why are you assuming Hamlin's not out there? Because he wasn't this past week. And Micah Hyde, who I thought was heading towards IR, does not appear to be heading that way. Like, he played, he was up last week. So I'm assuming he'll be up again this week. If that's, if that's how it's prefaced, where Hamlin and Flacco are not playing, I would give the edge to Hamlin. To, to win this thing. And it's who I think the voters will go after as well. 
because yes. there's still time for the PR machine to generate something on DeMar Hamlin's behalf. Right. And they're not going to do I that agree. for Flacco. I agree. So, um, it's a coin flip, I, though. Made the, like, I had a tough yes. time making a call on that one. Mm-hmm. So, Baker's done. You guys are all saying Baker's done. Oh, he's out. Baker's done. Yeah. I don't care if they win the division. Really? I, I don't think yeah. he's done. He's, he's I, not, I think the number's sharp. I don't know support. if I would bet into it, but I don't think he's done. I don't he's think anyone playing getting more weekend. support than either of these guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not only is the only one playing, he's the only one who's played all year. And I gotta think I that mean, matters. If, if he has a gangbusters performance, I mean, look, he has to play. Like the Bucks need him, and they they have to win this game to win the division, get to the playoffs, etc. So right. that could be impactful. And how many other awards markets have we seen where voters are succumbing to recency bias? If Baker Mayfield goes for five hundred yards. That might be enough of a sticking point. Well, I'll I'll accept. Like, if Baker goes for five hundred, fine. But uh, <laughs> isn't the okay? Isn't win, the Baker case? Isn't win three hundred five anti ham? Yeah. Okay. Win three hundred five. I think road, that's just kind of eh. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, they win the division. These. So it's I'll. I'm not entirely sure because it's kind of back to that. If the people are leaving Hamlin out because he's disqualified, are those same people not putting Flacco further down on the ballot because of lack of playing time? So then is that the Baker path? This is just crazy. Um, I, I think so. Yeah. I think this lack of playing time is going to matter at some point. Like you, yeah. you have to have a large, because look, if Flacco had played all year, would this have been sustainable, this kind of performance? Or would we be talking about the pick sixes and interceptions so much more so than we already are? Like limiting also, the, the yeah. sample size is a significant thing, right? The Flacco machine also ends. It's over now. We're not going to see him Flacco on the field again. machine. <laughs> Right? I'm just We're saying. Going to the Super Bowl, like, baby. Let's go. There's nothing else to say about Flacco. <laughs> These votes are cast right. before the playoffs start, right? Like, it's over. Right. Yeah. So, not much more you can add to him. Meanwhile, Mayfield yeah. still has some of his, you know, future in his hands. And, I, and that's why I don't think it's dead. Just because he can have one more data point. And that's really valuable in this market. I, I, you might want to bet on Hamlin now. Let's go. Hamlin, I'm in, Paul. He's winning. Let's go, Joe. <laughs> He's winning. If you're well, voters also think that they're rewarding. One. Well, voters think they're rewarding the Browns with Stefanski Coach of the Year, and that'll be the reason yeah. not to vote for Flacco, yeah. too. Can, uh, can yeah. the Browns win Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and Comeback Player of the Year as a non-division winner? That's a so. great point. Ooh. Now I don't like Flacco as much. That's a joke. <laughs> that would be the yeah, ultimate coinky dink. The yeah. ultimate coinky dink. Yeah, we've been famously a Brown show for a long time now. We've had Browns. And then can the Texans agree. win both the rookie awards? D'Amico Ryan's kids coach. A couple of these teams are up for several. What these voters doing? are lazy if that happens. Just buying in bulk like. <laughs> Costco or Sam's Club. Get out of here. I don't here. like all that. <laughs> this is my Ball Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight, right here on the BetQL Network.
We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We will get to our lightning bets in just a bit, but first, during the break, we are continuously just pestering and making fun of and trolling Paul Aspen uh, for all of the awards plays that he's making, and uh, I like the idea, Joe, that you brought up, that we need to start some kind of a live stream, just put the camera on Paul while he's sweating out all of these bets. Uh, because let's just say that he placed more than a couple of bones on these things. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, Paul's like, he's all in on everything, right? I, he's got his golf Live bets life. already in. Like, he's he's ready to roll. He's spending that DeMar Hamlin money. Like, we'll see if it's going to work. No, out. I am not. You should so financially irresponsible. You should do a BetQL <laughs> chat during the awards ceremony. <laughs> that's what i think it's something to think about oh isn't it on a God. friday night i got places to be like my couch. uh friday it's usually the night night before the super bowl right saturday night oh saturday. yeah <laughs> or they air hear, it. Well, hear me out hear me out because i have flacco me and paul a son aspen electric oh. couch segment oh. cam. electric wow. why don't we just go to cody's yes. you know we'll just do that. live stream from far. live stream from the booth is yeah. that where Madison used to work before she moved? No. no. I was actually at oh. I was at Madison's old place last night, actually. I didn't even think about it <laughs> that's until a, I That's a weird so way to say that. What? That's a real weird way to say that. You told us where she works. After oh. she moved oh. out, yeah. Paul's scoping the place. <laughs> See if she left anything behind. Hey, I'm not the it one that gave up the deets on where she works. Used to work or whatever. So I just happen <laughs> to be at this bar mm-hmm. all right so Madison. we could go there Madison's or decent. we could do cody's or we could do there's a there's a divey dive in our neighborhood jake that we could maybe that's it's got the carpet on the floor what's it called okay maybe. oh are we thinking we might be thinking i live right across from there so that could be the play oh, perfect yeah. do they have like pictures or something is it that bad i don't think they have anything on tap it's me for for a reason. Oh, probably. cans! Like I don't know. If the, cans! I don't know if the taps. Can, cans clean. and bottles. Yeah. yeah. Nice. PBR popular there. there Cigarette burns in the carpet. Oh, we could do a PBR. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? PBRs for Demar. <laughs> could have been. Nice. We thought it was going to be in Vegas. That would have been a scene, man. Yeah. Being out in oh, Vegas man. and sweat that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, well. oh yeah. right to the blackjack person. table. Either way, win it back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With the right, win it back. make up for your losses. 
All right. Uh, Lightning bets time. I've got three for you. Uh, First, uh, in the NBA, Spurs Grizzlies. Uh, What matters in terms of this whole, you know, John Moran is back conversation is uh, he really helps pick up the pace for Memphis a good bit. Offensive possessions are uh, roughly 0.4 seconds faster per unpredictable. Defensively, it's 0.3 seconds. Spurs can still be feisty offensively. So I look at this and say, you know what? Higher scoring game, run up and down the floor. So give me the over 235 and a half. Next up on the ice, Flyers and Oilers. Philadelphia, middle of the pack and expected goals per money puck. Edmonton, absolutely on fire still. They're number one in this department. So give me the over six and a half goals. And I'm going to do it. All our awards conversations have convinced me that Puka Nakua can very well win Offensive Rookie of the Year. So give me yes. that one, Joe. All right. Uh, yeah, you'll hear that. Yeah, yeah, we'll start there. I agree. I have it written down. Puka, Offensive Rookie of the Year, plus 450. Numbers way off. Should be more like a coin flip between these two. College basketball. Yeah, diving in there. Give me Pitt getting four and a half at home against North Carolina. Tar Heels' first true road game of the season. Uh, Pitt coming off a loss uh, against Cuse over the weekend. It's going to be a tight one. Uh, Give me Pitt. Uh, There's a bunch of fours, but also four and a halves in the market. And um, you know what? I'll let you guys decide. Since we're not buying into Stefanski, we should do something. For it to be D'Amico or Steichen, it feels like a lot has to happen. You know, and none of it matters if the Jaguars win. They should win. So where else do we go? I'm looking at the guys that were favored the majority of the season. You tell me. Am I betting Campbell, 19-1, to 1, or McDaniel, 85-1? to 1? What do you think? Because I can't decide between the two. My two boyfriends? Oh, I can't. Lions I can't. Oh, pretty much lo- Lions yeah, locked in no, as the three. Potential for the situation. Bet like me and bet them both. No. Not with somebody who might have Couldn't he pull his starters at halftime? I mean, I know the the games that determine the two seed are later in the day, and that was on purpose, but if I'm the Lions, I don't know. I think I'm I'm assuming. There is a 97... There's a 97% chance they're the three. Yeah. There's no reason to play the starters. But it's Dan Campbell, and we did see last year that final game where they were already out of playoff contention. They still had everybody out there. Now, it is different because yeah. with the playoffs, you have additional games to think about. So it's not, you know, I'm not totally doing apples and apples here. But he seems like the guy to keep starters out there a little longer than he should. I think that's going to mm-hmm. matter here. I would lean Campbell. Campbell, Brandon Staley, I what do you think? Cost Paul? himself a playoff game last year. I mean, he, Brandon Staley did this with Mike Williams in a meaningless game. Yeah, and they did not have him for the playoff game. So I don't know. And then like Campbell does the fourth down, like he's the aggressive. Like we saw at the end of the game with a two point conversion. Like he's, it seems like he's very much maybe overbought, but into, you know, he sees a ninety seven percent chance that we're locked in number three. I would be, I'd be surprised if he's playing this game all out the whole way so i i would take mcdaniel mcdaniel and what's the upside for the two over the the three is there is it really worth it the three percent chance at the two no it could it could i mean i mean 
it depends on who you're playing, right? Like if you're getting going to be the Cowboys, rate, Under- you would imagine easier competition as the two. I I think that stuff actually does matter. Okay, I'd say McDaniel is my my long way of mm-hmm. answering this question. You win that game, I don't know if he wins, but you got a shot. A two, yeah, it's a field goal. The lines is a three. All right, I'll go McDaniel. This so lines crazy. Real quick, back to that. Does McDaniel mm-hmm. just end up on a bunch of ballots as a two or three? Could. Yeah. Could win it. Mm-hmm. Could win it that way this year. And both of those guys have kind fun. of been co-favorites throughout the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, all year. So, and people and love it. And now you're getting the, the... such good value all of a sudden. Yeah. This Has anybody watched? Too much. Anybody watched the hard season Hard Knocks? Yeah. I have not. I've not. No, I've wanted to. Me, but... Yeah, I've met you, but I haven't. I'm broke. Yeah. I canceled my HBO. Did you? Remember Jake said I was broke because I don't have Disney. I I thought I canceled it, but then um, I watched. Uh, the oh, that's season the worst. When you I thought, thought you I canceled did, I something and then realized oh, you've yeah. been paying for it for like a year huh. and didn't use it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I get the targeted ads every five minutes on Instagram. Like, hey, find out what subscription you're paying double for Netflix. Yeah. Oh, I Probably hate those. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Do those ever. even work? Save money on your know. bills. <laughs> I have no idea. It's a good idea. Maybe. But... Right. I'm glad. I'm glad those are the targeted ads you're getting, Joe, because people are not realizing. Jason Whitlock. Did you see get. what Jason Whitlock yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> you see that? Oh, damn. What is sure he did. getting? What is he uh, getting? Not an on-air conversation. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It's, it's on the show. Wait, so he I, need out. I need to know he more. Was, so he was yeah, on ESPN.com, and he was upset about <laughs> the ads that he was getting at the top. It looks like he deleted it now. Are you serious? Oh. Did he delete it? Someone's oh, no, he's got it. He's got, got it here. He's got it. Okay, so he tweets out, I'm looking at NFL standings on ESPN.com. This is the ad running above the standings. How is this possible? Appropriate question mark. So above the NFL standings on ESPN, uh, should I not say it? Maybe not. Say it. I'll say blank. Okay, Okay, the ad is blank. (laughs) Okay, I don't want to say it. Yeah, thank you. Too many blanks. (laughs) I'm starting to make plans for tomorrow because I'm not going to be here. So thank you for not saying that. No, you can you can find it. Just quickly search Jason Whitlock. It'll come up immediately. I'll I'll send it. Hashtag in NSFW. Yeah, it's not Aaron. So. Oh, but... <laughs> there it is. There it is. That's the reaction. We <laughs> oh my god! It's uh, I love it. Yeah. And he's wondering how he got. And that. like he yeah, had I no idea. Get, he must shockingly get those ads. He must not read his mentions because everybody's like, well, someone doesn't realize that these ads are targeted. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's into some stuff. Welcome to the or big data era, he's Jason. Into some stuff. Any attention is good attention. He's made that. He's made that move. Dude, I didn't yeah. even know he was still working. Like, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't. It's less and less every day. What do you think? What do you think, Aaron? She wants to say it so bad. Is that, is that your lightning bet? Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, actually, because I gotta 
plus money banger for you. Uh, Sabonis playing uh, the Hornets, who have a terrible <laughs> defense. Sabonis to get a triple-double. He has three triple-doubles in the last five games. Uh, he he had a phenomenal uh, last game, so I don't know if he can keep this up. But at 3-1, to one, I'm going to bet on Sabonis to get a triple-double tonight. Held it together. Uh, I'll just one early bet for the Week 18 card. I'm assuming uh-huh. is the three still out there on the uh, Bears? There was a three and a half, but at three, I'll still play the Bears. And I think they're alive. To win that game, there are threes across the board. Ooh. Nicely done. Man, there's a report from Rappaport yesterday. They're keeping Eberflus. You're going to keep Eberflus yeah. and draft a quarterback? Okay. S- how does someone the same survive? They, they fall apart this weekend. They fall apart this weekend. See you, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Out. Exactly. Thanks for watching and listening to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Have a great one, everybody.